Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The History of the World podcast, written and presented by Chris Hasler. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the History of the World podcast unscripted. Hello everyone, Merry Christmas from the History of the World podcast. It's great to join you here on Christmas Day and a real pleasure to speak to you after a, a couple of weeks. I, I didn't um, I didn't broadcast last week so this is my Christmas gift to you and we're going to have a couple of episodes and hopefully all being well we'll get back to having proper episodes um just inside the new year so uh probably uh i think now listen i'll get my dates a little bit mixed up but maybe yes maybe it will be new year's day when we get our next episode but anyway in the meantime i've been very very busy and uh i've uh i've spent a bit of time out of the country as well so Hence the reason why I've not been broadcasting, but it's only going to be a short break, I promise. I know we had a long break in the summer, but this one's only going to be a short one, and then we're back to normal episodes. But yes, finally we're here, Christmas Day, and and it feels for the first time for me uh, like the first somewhat normal Christmas Um we did have, you know, we we did get together with family last year, and of course, the year before, we were all in lockdown, so we couldn't get together at all. Um, we were still somewhat affected by the whole COVID nineteen thing last year, but this year it really feels like uh, Christmas is somewhat normal, like it was maybe three years ago. So, um, so that's quite a nice thing made me think about Christmas Day and this whole tradition of Christmas Day and I know that during the course of the volumes of this podcast we actually spoke about uh, Christmas Day. Maybe the date um, follows on from a Roman tradition so I thought I'd explore this a little bit further and um, it it does seem strange doesn't it that when we're singing Christmas carols and uh, talking about Christmas we're talking about the shepherds aren't they the shepherds watching their flocks by night 
Um, you know, I can't imagine too many shepherds being thrilled about watching their flocks at night in the in the freezing cold. Um, certainly, why would they be watching their flocks in winter as well? You know, it doesn't seem like the right time of year for shepherding. Um, so, so maybe there's something in that that suggests that uh, if Jesus was born, like as it's portrayed in the Bible, if Jesus was born, there's no date in the Bible either. There's no reference to the 25th of December in the Bible. Um, if it was the case that Jesus was um, was born at any time of year, some speculate it maybe was in the spring rather than in the winter. But of course we don't know. We don't really know. We celebrate Jesus Christ's birthday on the on the 25th of December traditionally this time of year is sort of around the winter solstice and that could be significant now the winter solstice has been celebrated uh, right back into ancient times and like we look at maybe the like something like Stonehenge or or even other um you know, post-Neolithic creations um, are always in regard to the sun and regard to the solstices. And um, and Christmas is very, very near to the winter solstice. So maybe there is something in that. We, we, we see that there's great pagan uh, celebrations uh, traditionally around this time of year. And, and it seems also that that, pagan uh, tradition of celebration uh, of the winter solstice carried right on through to societies such as the Romans and when the Romans uh, were a pagan society they would uh, celebrate um, the uh, they would celebrate uh, something called Saturnalia which was uh, in honour of the god of agriculture Saturn um, from whom we get the name of the planet, of course. Uh, but Saturnalia was a, a real uh, glorious time in the Roman calendar, and it, it was marked around the winter solstice. And, and particularly, the, the 25th of December was uh, celebrated as the birthday of Mithra, who was the god of the unconquerable sun. And, and we... And we see that, like we've explored this in earlier episodes of the podcast, so we can see that this time of year was incredibly important to the Romans. And of course, the Romans were really the the, the people who promoted Christianity as a as a very much more um, dare I say it global um, global sort of religion. And and I say global in in a very contemporary sense in the fact that the Romans really in in their area of the world is was you know you look at the globalization as very much restricted maybe to Europe and and uh, Western Asia but certainly the whole Christian movement um, really found its uh, really found its um, its its first steps its first major steps within the Roman Empire. And so it makes sense that the Romans would want Jesus' birthday to be celebrated on a date that is significant to the Romans so that they can amalgamate these two great things. Romans and Christianity could be 
brought together as one. And of course, we've discussed this before, how the Romans tried to own Christianity, even though Christianity was uh, something that was much more uh, related to life in the Levant and, and that area of the world. The Romans almost tried to almost tried to take control of of Christianity and uh, make aspects of it very relevant to their own society. So this is where we get maybe the fact that December the 25th, because it was already a very important day for the Romans, and then suddenly it becomes Jesus's birthday and something not stated in the Bible. So maybe it was the Romans themselves who actually said, you know, we want Christmas, uh, we, we want Jesus Christ's birthday to be on the 25th of December. Now, now I was about to say Christmas then. It, was, it wasn't really um, necessarily something called Christmas that we know of. Um, we, we have to go forward a, a number of centuries into medieval uh, England to really see the recording of something called Christ's Mass. Uh, which um, obviously is where we get the word Christmas from. It's uh, it's um, it's an evolution of that um, of that notion of Christ's Mass, and um, we talk about Mass. We, we you know normally we think about Mass being uh, in within a church normally when it comes to certainly when it comes to Christmas, but you know we. There's there's certainly evidence of there being great festivals, um, you know, throughout uh, the sort of the pre-modern age. We could we could say the before the pre-modern age, the winter solstice, um, this concept of Saturnalia, this this festival of Saturnalia at the uh, over over a course of an, many days over the winter solstice in the Roman world. And and certainly in medieval times as well, this this whole period in the calendar year um, was celebrated with great grandeur and like it's a real big event, a big big ceremony, a big uh, you know where where me, many people were invited to be involved, and certainly in the royal courts, you would we would see the servants and slaves very much a part of this whole festival, very much inclusive. An inclusive time of year, um, so really, the whole concept of Christmas really was just more of a festival rather than the whole sort of traditional family time that we see today, and 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 it may have been due to um, due to developments during the nineteenth century that we see. Christmas sort of taking shape as we know it today. So this, the whole concept of having a a Christmas tree was uh, related back to uh, Queen Victoria, the the British Queen, married Prince Albert, um, who himself originated from from German lands, and and this is where we get an abundance of these evergreen trees in the forests of Central Europe. Uh, and of course, Albert brought this tradition of dressing up the tree at, at this time of year, and and that was embraced um, and encouraged, and and become part of uh, Christian tradition as we see it today. 
Um, this whole concept of Father Christmas um, riding his sleigh um, in the sky and, and delivering presents to uh, to children was really something that uh, seems to have been created in um, in in the USA in America. Um, we see this; uh, it really relates, obviously, to Saint Nicholas. Um, because really, what who we may call Father Christmas is really otherwise known as Santa Claus, and and Saint Nicholas uh, was a, a third century, a third to fourth century uh, monk who lived in uh, Anatolia, and um, he was a very sort of pious and um, selfless man who would help the poor and sick. Very much a, a monastic. Uh, lifestyle of, of of helping others, um, the the infirmed and 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 those suffering in poverty, he would he would um, he would do those things. So he's very much into giving out to other people, and this might be where this concept of this jolly jolly old man in a red suit giving out uh, things to other people, like this traditional. Um, sense of giving at Christmas, and it might be it might be related to that as Saint Nicholas was um, portrayed in poetry during the nineteenth century in America. Um, he was um, portrayed. Saint Nicholas was portrayed as a jolly man who um, who was who, who flew from home to home delivering toys to the children on a on a sleigh led by reindeer. Um, and, um, this, uh, this, this character that was created during this poem eventually was, um, you know, we could say cartoonized, um, by, um, by artists who, who portrayed him as this jolly white bearded red, uh, suited man, um, going through the sky, laughing to himself and delivering these toys and this is sort of where this concept um sort of developed um and this the name santa claus was really i mean it was a you know there's still a heavy dutch influence in uh in new york at the time much as it's um the dutch um the dutch control of new york was was lost during the 17th century to the english have still very much a uh, strong Dutch influence within New York, and and they called Saint Nicholas uh, Saint Nicholas, or um, which could be um, abbreviated to Sinterklaas, and this is where we get Santa Claus from. Um, so that's really where we get that from. This whole uh, concept of giving gifts at Christmas and it becoming like a family time was really. Um, was really born from this period and and certainly in the novels of Charles Dickens it's very much um portrayed Christmas as a family time so it m may have been um that it evolved into being uh this way um thanks to such works as well so there we go the history of the world podcast take on christmas day and um of course uh, if you do want to support the podcast, if you enjoy the podcast and you want to support it, please do go to the history 
ofthewordpodcast.com website, click on the Patreon link and sign up to make a monthly contribution. It really does help and you can get some great rewards. So, so do please go along there now and have a look. Anyway, that's it for today. Tomorrow we'll be back with a Boxing Day special. And uh, then hopefully next week we can get back on track with the proper episodes. But until then, have a wonderful Christmas, everyone. Look after each other and be good. Otherwise, Santa doesn't come. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The History of the World Podcast, written and presented by Chris Hasler. Please consider making a financial contribution by going to the historyoftheworldpodcast.com website and clicking on the Patreon link. Email the show at historyoftheworldpodcast at mail.com. And don't forget to join our social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and Tumblr. See you next time.